Society is a curious thing, and we know one thing is for sure. We are obsessed with the minds and motives behind every true crime story. The Juice dives into some of the world's most grisly criminal acts in Bad Apples. Because there's always one. We all know that Australians are obsessed with true crime. So I came up with a new segment. It's called Deadliest Women. And it's about women who use our immense power, not for good, but for evil. And today I'm going to be introducing the lady who's going to be helping me uncover these mysteries, the lovely Anne Rekovic. Welcome. Why, thank you very much, Louise. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. (laughs) Now, Anne, we know that you are certainly part of our Naughty and Nice Tarot team Mm -hmm. uh, and also a paranormal investigator, but... You, you have many hats. You are a woman of many talents and you are also a very talented actress. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes, I have had some great roles over the years and uh, I have enjoyed it. Yeah. Now, one of those roles, uh, well, <laughs> uh, you were asked back a few times, I don't know what that says about you, was, um, was on Deadly Women, wasn't it? It was, it was. I actually ended up, I think, playing six or seven roles um, over the various seasons. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, and um, yeah. So you kept popping up on my newsfeed as this murderer. Yeah, I always got to play the role of the murderer. Maybe this face says murder. I don't think so. It's one of my favourite faces. <laughs> oh, but you're biased. Oh well, I am a little bit. So, I mean, you had to deal with some pretty heavy stuff, and. Uh, I know in the course of your of your acting career, you've done some pretty funny roles, and they've been hilarious. And um, you know, you you have a really bouncy and and happy disposition. So um, those were like falling off a log for you. But getting into that sort of mindset must have been difficult as an actress to have to actually look at what you're playing and get into that headspace. Yeah, it, it absolutely is because my natural. Um, inclination is to be funny and, and take the piss out of stuff. Yep. But uh, when you're dealing with uh, women who are murdering their loved ones, their children, um, and and for money and greed, it's a, a very different headspace to be in. Mm. So um, I, I would have to try and think like those people and try to understand what their motive would be and put myself into their shoes which sometimes it was a bit yucky. Well, I bet it was. So I bet you were wishing that you weren't as empathetic as what you were actually <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, one of, the, one of the most difficult things I actually did was the Lint Siege. I played one of the, the victims that was in that. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, and that was filmed over two days, I believe. I think it was for 60 Minutes. Mm. And um, once I finished that, because it was, it was awful, they had... Um, the 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 guy there was it Manus um, yeah. with his machine gun pushing us around, putting guns at us. I mean, they were all obviously unloaded guns, but yeah. I just got a little taste of what those people would have felt, and um, I, I I held it together. I was in my headspace for the, for all the filming, but when I finished, uh, walked out of the ABC studios, got into my car, and I broke and I sobbed. Yeah, I didn't realize exactly what. Um, I had been sort of holding on to to get through that role. And even now it makes me a little bit teary Mm. just at the thought of what those poor people went through. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, and it's a testament to your acting chops that you can actually pull this off. And um, so what we're going to do is actually profile for our first one someone that you played. I did, Susan Eubanks. I actually really enjoyed playing the character because it challenged me as an actress in so many ways that I had never had to do before. Right, okay. All right, so uh, where is where is this taking us? Where is this this story based? So it's um, it happened in San Marco, San Diego County in America. Right. Yeah. So uh, she uh, murdered her four children. Wow. Yeah. Mic drop. Uh, that's a hell of a one to start on. Yeah, um, and I had to work with guns for the first time. Oh. Uh, I had a choreographed fight scene for the first time and I had a sex scene for the first time. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was very confronting. But. I bet it was. All right, well, when we come back from the break, uh, and I'm delighted to have you on this segment because you really have to – has you have had to – really break down these characters and, and look at their motives and their headspace and uh, everything that's gone into it. So I couldn't think of a better person to uh, be profiling uh, these deadliest women for us. When we come back, we're going to be unpacking the story of Susan Eubanks and her horrific crime of murdering her four children. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Deadliest Women. Before the break, we were talking with Anne Rekovic, who is going to be our Deadliest Women expert. And there's no one better because in a previous life, well, not in a previous life, she still does it, but she's an actress and has actually played about five or six of these women over her career. So she's really had to study and profile these women. One of the first ones that she played was Susan Eubanks, who murdered her four children. So we're going to have a look at what actually happened. How does a woman come to the point where she murders her four children? And you might want to take us back to the beginning. All right. Well, this this lady um, was separating from her husband. Um, she'd filed for divorce uh, and was now living with uh, another man called Rene. Um, she had, I think it was three children to the, the father, the Mr Eubanks, mm-hmm. uh, and um, there was a, another child who was 14 to another father. Right. Um, and in looking at the case, they were saying that all the men in her life had let her down. Um, so for her, it was a revenge killing. It was a rage killing. Uh, and she had been threatening to take the lives of the children. Uh, wow. I mean, look, we, you know, my love life hasn't been a bed of roses, but how do you, how do you get to that point? Well, uh, alcohol and drugs were involved. Mm. She was, um, addicted to Valium. On the, the evening of the murders or the day of the murders, she had um, been out drinking with Renee and they'd had a big fight. Um, he you know, said, that's it, I've had enough, I'm leaving. Now, in the episode I did, they had um, a scene where he tries to calm her down by having sex with her. Right. Uh, I found nothing about that in any of the notes, but that could be inf- inside information because these guys get the the 
details, you know, yeah. the, the, the juicy details from behind. Um, so she's passed out in bed and then he's snuck out. Uh, so she's woken up then in a rage and um, he's called the police and said, look, I need to get my stuff out of there. I don't trust her. I don't feel safe. So they've arrived. They've removed all his um, belongings, which has then set her off again. Right. And that's when she sends messages to her ex-husband um, saying, um, uh, you know, that's it. Say goodbye. I think was her actual oh, wow. word. So Imagine getting that text. Yeah, and uh, Renee and the ex-husband were sort of drinking at the pub when they got this message. They were, they were friends and um, – or – became friends over Susan. Yeah, bonded. And Trauma bonded. Yes. Yeah. Get this message and they go to the house to check on the children. They send the police to check and they find that the four children have been murdered. Oh. Now they've been shot execution style. Um and uh, there was the, the littlest one was four. Oh god. The oldest one was 14. So uh, they were like the little ones were playing Nintendo in the bed, and um, they were shot in the head. And the uh, eldest one was eating a bowl of oatmeal. And oh. look, as an actor, having to point a gun at these children, mm. and well, the little ones they did different point of view. They would actually um, take them out of the room, and I'd be they'd show it like I'm. Mm. at the children but there are actually no children there so yeah. they can't do that to little ones but the the 14 year old he was actually 18 and um, I had to point a gun at him with a blank in it and then just move it slightly to the left so you it looks like I'm shooting him but it's actually just past him but you still get that the uh, force of the air going, so I'm having to fire this gun and it's a gunshot going off at this child that's oh. kneeling on the floor begging mum, please don't. Oh, my God. Oh, it was horrible. But um, she then went and shot herself mm. in the stomach. Mm. Now, the reason for this is that she was supposedly committing suicide, but um, if she'd just shot all her children execution style she knew how to to take someone's life you don't shoot yourself in the stomach no another theory was is that she was going to blame it on um somebody breaking into the house and had shot the children and then shot her uh but because um the police had turned up and they found her in this state that that sort of blew that out of the water but all of this came down to she wanted the men in her life to feel the loss that she was feeling. Oh, my God. That's so horrific. Th- this is taking using your children as a weapon to a whole new level. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was very confronting. Oh, I can absolutely agree. Uh, and imagine being those, those men... Uh, getting that message and knowing that she was absolutely capable, and they did. They ran to the cop station straight away. Um, You know, that she was that mentally unstable that, yes, she was capable of this, and certainly they were were tragically too late. Uh, So, obviously, uh, she was charged, taken into custody. Now, the defence lawyers were saying that her reason for doing this is that she blacked out. Um, but during that blackout, she managed to reload the gun. 
Okay. So um, they mm-hmm. went, no, that's not a blackout. That's a uh, conscious thing that she's done there. Yep. Um, and then they, they were saying it was because of the drugs and the alcohol that she had the um, – she just lost control of her mind and her body and she wasn't aware of what she was doing. But um, she had written notes to each of the, um, the fathers – to say, um, you know, this is how you've treated me, so this is what I'm doing. Now, they've kept the, the what was on the notes um, withheld, um, but I I got to scribble some of those things down and um, it was a very sick mind. Wow. Very sick mind. Wow. And, uh, yeah, certainly not a blackout if you're writing letters and reloading guns. Yep. Um, so what was the verdict? Uh, she was sentenced to first-degree murder um, as, and sentenced to death. So she is currently still on death row. I did a, a bit of a search yesterday trying to see if they had actually executed her yet and I couldn't, f- couldn't find anything anywhere. So she's been in jail since uh, 1999. Um, she was 33 at the time she committed the uh, murders, um, but she is still on death row. Wow. Okay. Never to be released. Well, no, ever. Yeah. Wow. And, um, yeah, I I can't imagine even having to play that. I I can't – I think this is our obsession, I guess, with true crime is that for the average Joe, we just can't get our heads around that sort of mindset. Yeah. And it's – it's – sickening and it's horrible but it's compelling because you just think how does someone get to that point yeah yeah so uh, somewhere along the line um this woman has become a a broken being Uh, and then we come into the whole uh argument are you born this way Mm. or does life make you this way yeah so she's become addicted to Valium and alcohol at some stage during her life and has become this broken being with a skewed sense of morality. Well, you know, I mean, I know that there are a lot of people addicted to things like Valium and, and alcohol, but I don't necessarily think they're capable of murder. So, yes, maybe like there has to be a predisposition. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. And thank you so much for joining us on this first instalment of Deadliest Women. And I just can't wait to uh, to unpack more uh, as the weeks go on. Uh, this has been, yeah, as disturbing as it has been fascinating. Um, so thank you so much for uh, bringing your – and you have a lot of um, sort of insight into this because you have had to study it so intently for your role. Yeah. So um, thanks so much for sharing uh, this story with us. Oh, you are more than welcome. I'm, I'm glad to share my experiences, so to speak. 